Hey, Light Anglers. Today is May 6th. My name is Jack, and welcome to a daily episode of the Light Angle. I'll be spending the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world. I'll introduce some scripture in the hopes of spreading the good news of our King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and using that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. As always, your five-star review, liking, subscribing, and sharing of this show with others helps us to better spread the light angle in the Word of God. All right, y'all. Happy Friday. So since it's Friday, I have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. And I figured, well, gosh, might as well get this out before the weekend instead of spreading it out. So that way you got something to chew on all weekend. And some of this is scary. I'll be honest with you. Some of it's funny, uh, but most of it is, it's it's weird. It's like, uh, you know, someone turned on a light switch and said, all right, media, we're going to start uh, telling people the truth. We're going to start opening up about uh, things that people always thought were conspiracies and we're going to act like it's no big deal. And it's like, we've always been doing it. Why didn't you know about it? (laughs) First thing though, first things first, uh, if you haven't heard from or about president Trump in a while, you know, yar today and uh, (laughs) this guy, goodness, uh, the economy was great and you know, things were booming when he was president, but gosh, when he talked, it was just, uh, it was rough. And, well, it turns out, even after being a president, he still talks and says stuff. This is from the Daily Beast, and the title is, Move Over Jesus, Trump Says He's Done More for Religion Than Anyone, Ever. (laughs) Uh, There's nothing Donald Trump doesn't do, or hasn't done, better than anyone else in human history, or so he claims. His latest whopper came in an interview on Evangelical Network CBN News, taped at Mar-a-Lago, you know, nobody has done more for Christianity. Nobody has done more for religion of all types than me. And they're really doing things now too. And I've always said it, they are against organized religion. They're against Christianity, Trump said. It's a wild lie that the attention-starved ex-president has brazenly floated before. In 2018, he claimed on the same network, nobody's done more for Christians or evangelicals or, frankly, religion than I have. He came out with the same statement in 2021 on another Christian network, the Victory Channel. He has also in the past declared, nobody has ever done for the black community what President Trump has done that nobody has more respect for women than he does, that he knows more about courts than any human being on earth, that he knows more about drones than anybody knows about... (laughs) Uh, You know, that's it. That's all I had to say about that. I just, it's funny, you know, I don't... uh, I don't know if he thinks about the words he's saying before he says them or anything, but um, it's it's just ridiculous. But uh, I thought that was funny. Thought we'd get you off on a high note, and we're just going to bring it down to the gutters now. So uh, this first one, so, you know, you got conspiracy theorists all over the place and all the crazies and the nut jobs saying, you know, oh, you're being monitored, you're being monitored, you know, your cell phones, your computers. And everybody's like, yeah, right. I mean, none of us are important enough to be monitored. Well, it turns out, according to the New York Post, that, uh, yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> This one is from the New York Post, and the title is CDC Bought Cell Phone Data to Track Vaccination Lockdown Compliance. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention used location data from tens of millions of Americans' phones to track compliance with lockdown orders and vaccination efforts, according to newly revealed documents. The CDC specifically monitored Americans' visits to churches and schools. That's alarming. 
as well as detailed counts of visits to participating pharmacies for vaccine monitoring. Internal documents from the federal agency obtained by Vice show. The CDC also reportedly tracked people's movement during curfews and visits between neighbors. A controversial data broker called SafeGraph initially provided the data to the CDC for free during the outbreak of the pandemic, the documents show. Then in 2021, the CDC reportedly hatched a deal to pay the company $420,000 for continued access. The CDC argued in the documents that data from SafeGraph, which is backed by tech billionaire Peter Thiel and ex-Saudi intelligence chief Turkey bin Fasel al-Saud, among other investors, helped give the agency deeper insights into the pandemic as it pertains to human behavior. Really? How's it uh, Human behavior? How about we just want some freedom and some privacy? No, can't have that. <clears throat> other health authorities, including the Public Health Agency of Canada and the Illinois Department of Transportation, weird, have also been accused of tracking millions of people's phones in recent years. Data brokers like SafeGraph say the information they sell represents the movements of groups of people rather than the individual users. But critics have raised concerns about the data being less anonymous than data brokers claim. <laughs> sure. Anyway, yeah. I don't even know what to say about it. The last paragraph is SafeGraph made their social mobility data available free of charge to governmental and non-governmental agencies at the beginning of the pandemic for a period of approximately one year. CDC spokesperson Jasmine Reed said in April 2021, CDC awarded a contract to SafeGraph to purchase mobility data for an additional year through April 2022. So there you have it, folks. You are being tracked. By who knows, at least the CDC, if not other local governments, maybe. I mean, I don't know, definitely Illinois Department of Transportation, which is weird. Um, yeah, who knows? So the funny thing is, is that, you know, we pay, we're basically paying these people to spend our money via taxes in order for them to be able to track us for who knows what reasons. They can give us all the reasons they want to. The reality is we don't know until at some point. You know, it's determined that this tracking is legal and therefore we can be accused or, I don't know, end up in trouble for something. If there's a curfew, I don't know. But there you go. That's that's a bummer. That kind of stinks. What else we got? Oh, I remember when I was little, you know, you see the planes flying through the sky and they got these huge trails you know, and you're always taught that that's just condensation coming from the wings. But then you see other planes in the sky that look the same, but there's no trail of stuff coming from the wings, right? And you're like, well, that's weird. I'm being told it's one thing, but then other planes don't do it. How does that work? Well, you know, there's conspiracy theorists and other nut jobs all over the world who have always been saying, oh, the government is, you know, seeding the clouds. They're, you know, manipulating weather, you know, and everyone's like, no, go away. You're a weirdo. Well, turns out it's actually true. So <laughs> in, literally in the past week, two local uh, news places, KCRA in, where is this one? In California. And then Tucson.com, two different places, two different local uh, news networks uh, are talking about cloud seeding. Let's get into it. So this one's from California. Aircraft cloud seeding was done over Northern California on Tuesday. Here's what that is and how it can help in specific situations. 
Mm -hmm. For the first time in over two months, measurable rain fell Tuesday morning in California's Central Valley. At the same time, a special aircraft was navigating the gray skies, releasing flares into the clouds below. Those flares contain a chemical solution that act as cloud seeds. The concept of cloud seeding has been used off and on mainly by militaries since the 1940s. It is a type of weather modification that can boost the productivity of rain or snow producing clouds. Here's the basic science. Clouds are made of countless water vapor particles. Yeah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. <laughs> so there are, however, still some big questions about how economical the practice is. Tuesday morning's cloud seeding flight was part of a SMUD project designed to increase snowpack and stream flow along the upper American River. The goal is to allow SMUD to produce more hydroelectric power as a source of clean energy. According to Caitlin Bednar, the coordinator for SMUD's cloud seeding program, past cloud seeding attempts have boosted the water content in a region's snowpack by an average of 3 to 10%. The environmental impacts of cloud seeding have also been studied. To date, no evidence has been found to show significant negative impacts of ecosystems or consumable drinking water. Oh, that's good. Cloud seeding, cloud seeding procedures are carefully monitored, though as the most, most popular solution, silver iodide can be toxic in large concentrations. Finally, don't count on cloud seeding as an answer to California's drought. In addition to the relatively marginal increases in precip precipitation output, cloud seeding can only be done in very special conditions. Hmm. All right, what's Tucson say? Scientists in the U.S. are flying planes in the clouds to make it snow more. With 61% of the contiguous U.S. in drought, wouldn't it be nice if we could just make it rain or just make more snow? Well, certain parts of the country are doing just that, sort of. It's called cloud seeding, and it's nothing new. It's been around since the 40s, and countries all over the world have been doing it for various reasons, most notably China. But it's growing practice in the U.S., especially in the drought-stricken West. It's also surrounded with controversy. <laughs> no kidding. We spoke with Julie Gonzar, who is the program manager for Wyoming's Weather Modification Program, who admits she gets a lot of calls about what they're doing. Gonzar said, some people say, you're playing God. Others say, you are stealing moisture from the storm, making other areas drier than they normally would be. Kind of like robbing Peter to pay Paul. Think about it like water storage, but in winter on mountaintops, is how Gonzar described what cloud seeding is trying to achieve in her state in a nutshell. Wyoming started cloud seeding in 2003 as part of a study. Then eight seasons ago, the state started doing it in an official capacity with a 10-year study proved it works. This season, they have gone on 28 flight missions for cloud seeding in Wyoming. She pointed out there are four weeks left. Oh, call. Oh, sorry. Web page just jumped on me because of a picture loading. All right. <laughs> she pointed out there are four weeks left in the season. She is hoping for more opportunities before it winds down. When you compare Wyoming to other states like Utah or North Dakota, which have been cloud seeding since the 70s and 80s, the state is fairly new to the game. Cloud seeding uses an already existing cloud and injects silver iodide into the cloud, which adds tiny particles called ice nuclei, which water needs to freeze. Clouds in basic terms are a collection of water droplets, it's done in two ways. One way is from the ground, the other is from the air, using silver iodide as the seeding agent. <laughs> so is it working? Cloud seeding does not fix the drought, Gonzer acknowledged. You can't break a drought with cloud seeding. It's a tool in the toolbox. Gonzer admitted while they know the method makes more snow, 
than they would otherwise receive, it's difficult to know exactly how much they're getting. There's evidence of it in radar and all kinds of papers within. The questions that they're trying to answer now is how well does it work? Oh my goodness. So this, the first th thought that came to mind, and I'm sure, you know, the, the brains and the scientists and everything have already answered all these questions and we'll probably find out in like 20 years. But, um, with all the crazy weather, more tornadoes, more hurricanes, more severe storms, worse winters, you know, I wonder if any of this messing with the weather over the past, you know, 30, 40 years has anything to do with weather cycles being so much more dramatic now. I mean, it seems like they would somehow in some way be related. On top of that, we're putting all this junk into the atmosphere and it's all coming down on top of us and we're breathing it. That can't be good. And it seems as though from what I'm getting from the, or these, at least these two articles is it's all <clears throat> being tested and experimented with. So they don't even really know what the effects are tomorrow, let alone five years from now. <clears throat> Again, our tax money getting right to it, you know, goodness. <clears throat> so as we move along, and more truth is revealed and it's basically presented to us in a way to make us feel as though we should have known this all along. It's been going on all along and it's no big deal when in reality it should be a big deal. So my point is, is the truth is being revealed in one way or another. It's just a matter of how we accept it and take it, I guess. I don't know. What is, what does scripture say about truth and stuff like that? Well, it's pretty clear. John 8:32 says, "And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free." More specifically in John 14:6, it says, "Jesus said to him, "I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." We're going to be given, I'm sure, over the next months, few short years, a lot of truth bombs that are going to really open our eyes. But regardless of all that, that's not eternal truth. What we need to focus on is our eternal truth, and that is only found through Jesus Christ. That is where our focus should be. So while this is interesting and kind of frustrating and can really lead to, you know, irking you, um, you need to rely a little bit more on Scripture and a little bit more on who the King of Kings is. Pray with me all. Father God, as we continue to see how we've been deceived by leaders, it is so good to know that through Jesus we have the total truth and the way we are to live. I pray more become aware of the truth and doing so turn to you for understanding and life lived through your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode of The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light in the darkness.